0: Kinks with Kiki. So I wanted to start off the episode with a song that basically represents my mood. So I think from here on out what I'm going to do is I'm going to start each episode with a song that basically sums up my mood for the week and if you are a Big Shine and or a Cash Doll fan you know that that song is basically just wanting to really fuck somebody really bad and that's kind of been the mood i've been in all week so okay it is what it is anyway like i said welcome back to my podcast um to those who don't know this is a podcast that is very sex positive it talks about bdsm in the community of people of color or just black women or black men or Hispanic men whatever it talks about BDSM so I talk about different kinks and little you know quirks that get people going or things that put people in their mood to get them off or whatever you want to call it so yeah just you know so it's very explicit those who are under the age of 18 chances are you need to get off SoundCloud and go study you don't need to be on here anyway so just wanted to start out by saying, uh, again, thank you to By Connections. I did an episode with them recently, and we discussed BDSM, of course, in the Black community. And they wanted to have me on. Like, I met, well, I didn't meet, uh, I like to call her Queen J., And I call him King Milton. This is where my mind goes. But I met King Milton at Pod in Live NYC. It was a Black podcasting event here maybe about a month or maybe six weeks ago. And the first thing I noticed about him instantly was his shirt. And it said Bi Connections. And I'm like, I'm bisexual? Yes, sir. Like, I need that shirt. So we just kind of went from there. And, you know, we kind of linked up and... We vibe like, you know, he holds great conversation and I like to talk because I got a lot of shit to say. So, yeah, we linked up and he honestly, he was one of the people who gave me my push to get started with the podcast and stop making excuses. Also, shout out to Josh and Kirby with the Talking Shit Podcast. They also inspired me and pushed me a little bit to just, you know, fucking do it. Get it out there. So, yeah. Shout out to y'all. But yes, back to connection. So we had a good conversation about BDSM. You know, they asked me questions based on my experience. And, you know, we talked about submission and bondage and dominance and like vanilla relationships and sex and BDSM and sex and normal relationships. But it was really, really good. So I was happy to get the chance to talk to them. And I'm hoping you all have me on the show again. Fingers crossed. Um, so I decided I wanted to also do a little segment on top of the music of my mood. I wanted to do a topic called Weekly with Kiki. And I'm just going to basically talk about how I'm feeling for the week and the shit that's taking place in my life throughout the week. It's just, you know, like a little weekly update on your girl Kiki. So let's talk about this week. Um, Work was hell. I have been working for the last couple of weeks, maybe 10, 11 hours a day. I don't take lunch. I'm literally in the building from the time I get there until the time I go home, which is sometimes 6.30, 7.30. And on the occasion, maybe even 8.30. Um, mind you, I get there at 8.30. I'm only supposed to be there from 9 to 5, but that's neither here nor there. So work was just... Work has been hell, but I got some new duties added to my title, so I have to do a little more, and it's, you know, it's what I love to do, it's what I do, what I've been doing for almost a decade, so we're here for it, you know, everything's all good. Um, One of the things I wanted to talk about was a lot of people who know about my past with my ex-boyfriend... being borderline polyamorous and um, the bad things that have happened. I definitely have more constant pros to polyamory, but that is my opinion, of course. Um, I met this guy. He approached me, asked me out for coffee, was not expecting this. He was white and British, and those are usually my fucking weakness because as soon as I hear that accent, I'm like, putty. But anyway... So he asked me out, again, good conversationalist. I thrive on men who have great conversation because it's not something that you find so easily. So we are having a conversation. We're vibing, um, like social media has been exchanged and things of that nature. So I'm just, you know, doing my normal detective investigative work and I am looking through his page and I'm just, you know, strolling through and checking out when he's you know stateside and when he goes across the pond so and like so and so but I noticed there's a woman that he posted and if you know me I am not that type of woman who is all on a man's social media and stalking his comments and sending him messages like who the fuck is this bitch with receipts like I'm not that pressed I don't check phones I don't go on social medias. I don't make you block people. If I see that you are getting out of pocket with something, I will bring it to your attention as an adult and we will discuss it accurately and go from there to resolve the issue. So I'm doing this because I want to, you know, get a little intel on this guy so I can see what we can discuss or how I should approach him when we finally go on our quote-unquote coffee date. So... I see this woman, and I'm just like, hmm, a woman. Okay, that's interesting. So I'm reading his caption, and he's like, to the love of my life, my soulmate, my, basically his everything. And I'm like, oh, okay, so this isn't just a random woman. Oh, and to add his business to partner, because he owns um, a coffee shop. So I'm like, oh, OK, so this is not just like second in command at his job, which I am nobody second in command, by the way. And maybe I'll explain that one day. But anyway, so I'm like, oh, OK, so he's married. Not only is he married, he has children. So I sent him a text message and was like, hey, when you're free, I would like to talk to you because in my opinion, I don't like to do things like that via text message. I would rather talk to you either over the phone or rather talk to you in person. Excuse me while I politely light my blunt. Okay. So like I was saying, um, he called me and he's like, hey, are you okay? Is everything all right? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. I just have a question. Are you married? So he tells me, yes, I am. Oh, okay um you do know I am not your wife right I just wanted to make sure you knew that and he's like oh no, no 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 we have an understanding we're in an open marriage she encourages it all that good stuff and I'm just like hmm so basically I'm about to make a fucking repeat of my life as of 2017 so I told him I was like I respect the fact That you and your wife are, you know, in an open relationship and you're sexually open. I'm here for that because, you know, live your best kink. But I am very pro threesome. Very anti polyamory. And I explained this to him. I was like, I wanted to get to know you because I thought you were a single individual approaching another single individual like me. So... I would love you know I would have loved to have gotten to know you but unfortunately I don't do open relationships like I understand that you're open you know you're in an open marriage but I'm not an open girlfriend so he didn't want to end things on that he was like well I still want to be friends and I'm like maybe you should talk to your wife and see how she feels about you know outside friends or whatever but for the most part I don't want anything to do with him He has been persistent. He's texted me. He's called me. And to the niggas who know me, you know he's not getting answered. I could kill a person off in my mind. I have mental funerals every day. So I cut him off. And I just, I can't believe that happened. Like, I really, I vibed with this guy. And I'm big on, like, I'm big on vibing with the person. I. Believe in having, like, being able to carry a conversation with the person, whether it be a day-to-day conversation or something about, you know, society and culture and something real or, like, sex or just flirting and being freaky. Like, I vibe with people that I can have that type of conversation with. And, I mean, you get the very best me when I vibe with you as well. So, he's been cut off. And I just wanted to rant and rave about that for a little bit because... I just I don't know where we are as a society in 2018 like you just I'm tired of being approached by married men and that's been it's been a thing unfortunately but anyway I'm aware of this now and I cut him off so no married men for me to all of those who may be acquiring no if you're inquiring about it I'm not I'm not up for that so there you go Another thing I wanted to talk about was, so I bought weed. I'm smoking it currently, if you can hear me blow, It's fucking amazing. Um, I'm usually not a hybrid person. I prefer sativa, but okay, you know, I got what I got. It's all good. So this weed is fucking amazing. And to the people who don't know me, weed is a form of self-medication. I'm very open about my my life and sometimes my health so I suffer from pretty bad anxiety to the point where I was on Zans for a minute and trust me I get the whole fascination behind Xanax those bars are like little pieces of heaven but I wasn't using them recreationally. I was using them because I was going through a really tough time and my body realized that it could no longer handle the physical wear and tear from my mental stability. So I was on Zans for a minute and I didn't really like how they made me feel. They make you feel nothing. So I felt high. I didn't feel anything and it was making me a little nervous. So I got off and I started smoking weed to calm my nerve and So far, it's helped, so I'd rather be more medicinal than medication-wise when it comes to treating things, so that's what I've been doing. Also, to those who don't know, and there are a lot of people who don't, I have lupus. I was diagnosed maybe two, almost, oh, April, May, two years. So I was diagnosed in 2016 after a five-year battle. With trying to figure out if I was sick at all or if it was just in my fucking head. But anyway, so I was diagnosed with lupus. And for those who don't know too much about it, one of the main concerns is joint damage. Is severe joint pain. And weed has anti-inflammatory, you know, tendencies. So I also smoke weed to deal with the stomach issues that I have. And because of the lupus, whenever it flares with my intestines and it's like borderline chrome so anyway I take it to be able to handle nausea and also handle joint pain so one time for my plug who is so fucking fine by the way but that's neither here nor there shout out to my plug for always hooking me up with really really good weed and really really good edibles and dank nuggets and just ugh I'm such a 420 girl um, for the weed culture. Anyway, so, yeah, that's basically, you know, weekly with Kiki. <laughs> I just wanted to, you know, get out my, like, rant a little bit about my frustrations and get some things out because I've been having a rough couple of weeks because, you know, new tasks at my job and corporate America. So what the fuck are you going to do? But, so... Another thing I wanted to discuss this week that's basically going to be the premise of the episode is when I was talking on Buy Connections last night. This has been something I've been thinking about for a while and I wanted to discuss it. I didn't know when I was going to actually go deep into it, but I wanted to discuss it before I got too deep into the podcast because it talks. it's a reflection of me. And I'm pretty sure it represents a lot of women, whether you are black, white, Hispanic, Asian. If you're in the BDSM community, then you will probably relate to what I'm going to talk about. So I wanted to discuss being a submissive feminist. I am a prime believer in black feminism. Yes, you heard me correctly. I do believe there is feminism. White women want equal pay with their white counterparts. And I am all for that. However, honey, as a black feminist, I just want the equal pay that you're getting right now. Because I'm not getting paid what you're getting paid. So we have our own oppression on top of an oppression. So, but that's neither here nor there. I can go into a feminist rant any day of the week. I'm all for it. Like, I'm here for like, fuck the patriarchy this is what happens when you smoke too much fuck the patriarchy and slap a motherfucker in the face if they want to get misogynistic with me i have no punches like no apologies fuck you and your dick like it's all about me and my rights and i have the right to voice my opinion if i want to be a freak i get to be a freak if i want to be over the top and super feminine and cry i can do that shit because i'm a fucking woman and no one can tell me otherwise but I was thinking about being a submissive feminist, more so on the feminist side right now. I, okay, so for the people who don't know, I, my profession, my day profession is a paralegal. I work on Wall Street. Do not try to figure it out. It is a fucking law office on every corner in all of the buildings on Wall Street. So good luck. Um, but yeah, I work in the financial district. I I've been a paralegal for almost 10 years and I'm a paralegal in a new branch of law. I won't tell you what it is, but, and I encounter a lot of men on a day to day basis for the people who live in New York or know the subway system. You can take Broad Street J train to be directly in front of the stock exchange, or you can take the two or the three to Wall Street, both of those trains, which I'll use sporadically, it depends on my mood if I want to deal with being underground or if I want to cross the bridge to get fucking home. But either way, um, so getting off the train, getting on the train, walking by the Stock Exchange, it's a lot of men. White men, black men, Asian men, Hispanic men, all types of men in suits. And I've noticed that they are, they're very comfortable in their male privilege. And by that, I mean, I tried a social experiment. I've been doing it. I'm still doing it. I just want to see if a man will get it, which I'm starting to feel like they won't. So again, I encounter a lot of men, very aggressive men who work 80, 90 hour work weeks, and they're very tired and they're very anxious. They, They walk as if they own the sidewalk. And I realized one day that subconsciously I'm actually moving aside for the men to continue on their narrow path. So it just hit me like, why the fuck am I moving over? Why can't you move over and say fucking excuse me? So I started not moving. I have bumped into at least 100 men on wall street since i've done this little experiment because i just want to see where a man's head really is like is it like he's already designed to expect to not have to move because a woman is automatically going to move because she's female it's just it's just a little experiment i wanted to try and it's just it's been interesting as fuck so far and the crazy thing about it is because i'm not here to adhere to any man I don't say excuse me I just bump them and I'm like and I move between them or I but I keep I never deter off my path like either you're going to move out of the way for me to keep walking straight or you're going to eventually say excuse me and that's the intention so that's what I've been doing um again very 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 feminist when it comes to Letting men know that there are a lot of women out here who are fucking unapologetic about being women. We will voice our opinions about our bodies and do whatever the fuck we please with them. And there's not a fucking thing that you can say about it. Unless you make it a law where we're all criminally in in prison. Because we disobeyed some fucking misogynistic rule. That'll be the only way you get us to not do anything with our own bodies. So... I guess that gives a little insight i'm pretty adamant about feminism because i believe we have rights women haven't really always had the chance to speak up and be heard and do things that their male counterparts do because they've been you know deemed as a woman biologically so when i say i'm a submissive feminist a lot of people look at me like you gotta explain that how is it that you are a submissive woman but you're a feminist like you can't do both actually you really really can do both and my best description of being able to physically do both it stems from as a submissive you are a woman or man but in this case we're talking about me so you are a submissive woman who is catering to the needs of a dominant man on all fours, kneeling, bending over, being used as furniture, being used as he sees fit in general, but you are screaming at the top of your lungs, fuck the patriarchy and fuck misogyny and da da da. Um because there's a role. Women are naturally, well apparently, allegedly, supposed to be naturally submissive to men like you want men want a submissive wife which I aspire to be a submissive wife in more ways than one like I believe men are the leaders of the household and that's how I was raised maybe it's as a southern woman but I feel like men are supposed to be the leaders of the household and if you lead our family into the right direction I will gladly follow as a woman because that is my place as your wife however these are my views And being a wife, not necessarily a girlfriend. I mean, I'm not saying you can't be a submissive girlfriend. Definitely cater to your man if you see there's potential for connection, growth, and marriage. But I'm submissive in the role as far as BDSM goes. That is my role in this relationship. However, my dominant not once has ever judged my beliefs and my will to be a feminist there's the difference you can be a submissive woman to your man or submissive to your dominant but you have to also find a man that respects your beliefs and again all of my stories they do stem around an ex-boyfriend uh for the most part we'll just call him him actually him yeah so or he um So he knew I was uber-feminist, like, I am not here for your fuck shit and I will punch you in the face if you say some shit out the side of your mouth, like that type of feminist. And he respected the fact that I believed in women's rights and equal pay and, you know, equal work, like a workplace, because women shouldn't have to feel, you know, nervous in the workplace in a male-dominated field especially like with law you shouldn't have to feel uncomfortable in the workplace because you're a woman and they're a man so he knew i had all of these beliefs and he respected my beliefs now as a good dominant no he did not try to change them and as a good submissive i did not go into a full-on rant about feminism whenever he told me to kneel or whenever he told me to get this or do that or clean this or say this or open your mouth or whatever and I didn't I knew my role as a submissive and he knew his role as a dominant so feminism never really came up in those roles and when we were in a place where feminism could be discussed and discussed openly again I was very adamant and vocal about it And he knew how I felt. So it wasn't something he's like, oh, you're disobeying me by saying women have rights. There's a very big difference. Like if you have a man who is manipulating you into a submissive or dominant relationship by telling you like you're disobeying him for having beliefs, chances are you don't need to be in that relationship. And he's using that as a manipulation tactic to keep you. Do not stay in a relationship with the person who has not established the roles of a dominant and a submissive. Because there are a lot of men out here that really will try to take advantage of you and tell you, oh, this is how dominance is done, when actually it's not. When I was on Buy Connections, we talked about newbies into BDSM and what advice I would give them. And honestly, that's basically my advice. I would tell anyone do your research. You need to learn about the lifestyle as much as you humanly can because you you don't know what you're going into as a newbie. You're completely blindsided. So you have to be very, very mindful and aware of what you're going into. So if there are any warning signs or red flags, you will be prepared for that. So I don't know. I'm just... I get a lot of backlash about saying I'm a submissive feminist. Um, I am on Tumblr to me. Tumblr is the porn hub of social media. And I believe I just told someone that recently. Um, but yeah, so Tumblr is the porn hub of social media. But if you are looking for information into like an alternative lifestyle, whether it be witchcraft, whether it be BDSM, whether it be, I don't know, anything, um, Tumblr is a great place to start. They give you rules, they give you training tips, they give you basics and bios about BDSM and how everything came to fruition and what to look for. They show, they give you list of red, si- like red flags and just bad signs. Like Tumblr would be a great place to go, and Tumblr is actually a place where I typically rant. So I talk about feminism on on tumblr all the time i often sometimes i'll put it on my snapchat sometimes it will be on my instagram but for the most part it's i'm very adamant about it on tumblr because on my tumblr page i am strictly known as a submissive and most of the things that i post are bdsm related whether it's informative or whether it's a fantasy or whether it's just from a past experience i will post gifts and like I will post articles and post all of these things to Instagram. So I've gotten backlash from both women and men on Tumblr when I rant about being a submissive feminist. And just like I explained it just now, basically you can do both. I can definitely be a dominance submissive But I also need him to know that my beliefs are still my beliefs and they're not going to change for the sake of being in my role. Again, I won't vocalize them or put them into action when he's telling me to do something because I know it's my role as a submissive. I'm supposed to, but I'll definitely, you know, let him know like this is still my beliefs. It doesn't change. So I get like all types of comments on my Tumblr saying, well, how are you a submissive feminist? Isn't that like a contradiction? Like you're not really into BDSM if you don't believe that women are garbage and should be degraded. And that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I understand my role as a submissive, okay? But I also know my place as a feminist as well. Like... I'm not saying that I'm not going to play that role when it comes down to it. I'm just saying I understand the two and their different dynamics. So yeah, women, like especially women who are deep into not necessarily like a DS relationship, but women who are into like a master sex slave relationship and from personal experience, it's very easy to get brainwashed in that lifestyle because you become so engulfed in it that you almost forget that you had a separate way of living prior to that relationship. So most of these bitches, and I do say bitches as a term of endearment because I love all my bitches, hoes, sluts, tramps, all of them. Because, you know, women fucking rule. So these bitches, just, they just don't comprehend you Having a mind of your own to say, oh, yeah, I believe in, you know, women's rights as well. And, you know, suffrage wasn't for nothing, but they can't they're so wrapped up in their masters that that they're complete useless, like useless material to their masters that they forget that they had a life outside of being a sex slave. And that was just, it was just so odd for me to encounter that on, B, uh, on BDS, on Tumblr, excuse me. Again, I'm high, bear with me. It's so ironic to discover that on Tumblr because Tumblr is so unfiltered. And it's like that one, it's that one social media site where you can do fucking anything. You can post vulgar things of things that are already on tumblr repost you can post vulgar things of yourself you can basically sell your pussy and your pictures online via snapchat and tumblr so it's so unfiltered versus like instagram and versus facebook and twitter like so i wouldn't expect to get that type of judgment on that site because it's such a judgment-free type of app or social media website so I was I was a little shocked by that, but I was like, you know what? Everyone is entitled to their own beliefs. And if you are a sex slave and you don't really wanna, you know, participate in submissive lifestyles or the feminist movement, that's perfectly fine. Nobody's actually gonna fight you over it. We're not against you on it either. So live your life, sis. That's all I can say. So I'm reading on this topic I've been reading for a couple of days now getting ready to do research to do the second episode of my podcast and from what I've taken from the and it's ironically it's a lot of women of color as well. Um, a lot of women discuss growing up as a feminist and being total feminist Their mothers being feminist and. No, just being so there for the movement and for like the rights of women, but being wildly turned on by things that were subservient almost. Like I read an article where the author discussed how her mom raised her as a feminist. She was in all these like very conscious minded groups when she was born and she's just been feminist from birth. And she talked about growing up how she was wildly turned on by I Dream of Jeannie because she was at her master's every beck and call and whim. So I, I just thought that was interesting because I remember vaguely growing up watching I Dream of Jeannie and I absolutely loathed Jeannie like I could not get my head wrapped around the fact that she was in a bottle and like he would rub it and she would come out and grant him wishes and do everything that his heart desired even though most of the time he seemed annoyed until he wasn't and he fell in love with her but I don't know. I don't know. It just it didn't sit too well with me when I was a kid, which is why I really didn't watch it all that much. So I just found it really ironic. You know, years later, I'm here at this point and I'm like, oh, well, you know, submissiveness doesn't seem all that bad now. (laughs) And I only say that because of my now past experience. But yeah, back in the day, like I could not get I couldn't rock with Jeannie because I was just like, I don't understand why she's doing this for the sake of a man who acted like he didn't even want her. Like, I was very mature at such a young age because I was watching Genie in, like, elementary school. So that's kind of wild. But anyway, when it comes to being a submissive feminist, um, I feel like there are a bit of barriers that need to be um, defined, so to speak. And by that, I mean, like, there are a lot of women who are feminists, but they are submissive sexually that's not necessarily the case with me I was both submissive in life as well as sexually and I was also a feminist so just going back to how like I got the backlash on tumblr and everyone was basically talking about why well, I don't understand like you can't do both and now I have to get you know a little bit political on you so to speak because I believe I'm a strong believer that you can do anything that you want to whether you're a man whether you're a woman whether you're a child don't let anyone deter you from your dreams out of their own fears because that happens a lot in society and we got to do better as a people not just as a culture because you know I'm all about the culture but We have to do better as a people and just like not discouraging people to go forward with something that they truly believe in. So jumping back on topic, like I said, I need to get a little political. Um, When it comes to the feminist community, sexual judgment, it often can be like a one way street. Um, It's not the best thing to, you know, think of when it comes to feminism because it's supposed to signify sisterhood and togetherness and we are women hear us roar burning our bras and not shaving which personally is a no for me i'm sorry but everything on me is hairless i do not like hair it is what it is fight me but like i said it's it tends to be a a one-way street because you have the super feminist who is like never for a man and you are trying to be you know sisterly and speak to them about what you're into in your personal life and tell them, Oh yeah, you know, I'm I'm submissive, but you know, girls rock. I'm here too. And they look at you like, and they treat you just like the women, ironically, who were sex slaves on Tumblr basically said that, like, I was like brainwashed in feminism, like not necessarily with submissiveness in sex slave. I can't say sex slavery. That's so problematic. But in the world of sex slaves, they were like, oh, well, you're just brainwashed and don't let people tell you that you have rights. And I'm like, take a seat, sis, simmer down just a bit. Um, you have feminists who do the exact same thing. Like it's it's very one way. There is no I like to think of the being the middle woman, not the middle man, but the middle woman of the situation, because like sex slaves don't see feminism feminism doesn't see submissiveness in sex slavehood. <laughs> I want to say sex slavery so bad, but it sounds wildly problematic. So I cannot say that. Um, but yeah, they often like, if you talk to a woman who is feminist, which I tend to, I hang around a, a decent amount of women who would identify as feminists. And they, you know, they kind of had the same views, not necessarily, but as deep as the chicks on Tumblr. But they feel like, oh, well, you know, you're brainwashed and this is just the patriarchy and don't internalize all of this and that assume that's your role. And I'm just like, I'm not saying that I am, you know, bowing down and saying men are the only thing that matter on this planet. I'm just saying that there's a neutral territory. And I just want people to respect that that actually does exist. Um, Like I said, I've been reading some interesting things. And the weird thing about it is when it comes to... Feminists. And I've never asked, like, a diehard feminist before, like, why they are so anti-BDSM. But I'd be curious if there's anyone who listens to this podcast um, and you don't really associate with the BDSM lifestyle. Again, there's no judgment here. But if you identify as, like, a heavy-duty feminist, please, please, please tell me why there are so many feminists that are really... Uh, anti-BDSM I'd be curious to know but I will say this um even though I've been told by women that don't believe in feminism and even some who don't believe in submissiveness I've been told different things by both but one of the things I would love to ask a vanilla feminist woman would be why she cares so much because if I really want to flip it and become political on them I could honestly easily say well the only reason you're really vanilla is because society discourages women from unconventional sex choices like we're supposed to be you know missionary and heterosexual and just take it as a woman so It's so many avenues that you can take to ask a feminist about this and just flip things. But, you know, needless to say, that's one of the questions. That's the biggest question I would love to, like, ask a woman or, you know, why do you feel so threatened by BDSM when you're kind of conforming to social norms, altogether by not exploring your sexuality or not being sexually open and being basically I don't want to say they're closed minded but I honestly feel like when it's something you don't know about you tend to dislike it or just not agree with it so I don't know uh, the moral of the story is basically don't shame anyone feminists don't shame submissives and sex slaves, sex slaves and submissives, don't shame feminists because at the end of the day, we are all women. And we do whatever the fuck we want. Simple as that. Um, The last thing I just wanted to talk about is, again, still talking about, you know, being a submissive and a feminist is at the end of the day, if you look at the underbelly of everything, you still have my phone fell excuse me you still have a choice where like with submissive they have the right to say no they've established the rules they basically are making decisions for themselves so it's not a setback to women everywhere It's it's just something that has to be viewed a little differently because Even when it comes to doing kinky things, like I read something very interesting and it said, While a woman being dominated in a BDSM scenario and a rape scene may look similar to the untrained viewer, they're about as different from each other as skydiving and being shoved out of an airplane. And I thought that was a really good description because, like I said earlier, If it's something that you aren't aware of or if you're ignorant about it, you're going to do one of two things. You are going to disagree with it or you're just going to flat out hate it all together. So I thought that was pretty interesting. And it gives like a viewpoint to what I just said about the submissive basically, you know, setting the tone for the relationship because they do. You know, we have the right to change our minds. We have the right to say no. Um, And we shouldn't have to be ashamed of the type of pleasure that we get out of this lifestyle because we, you know, we want the same sexual equal rights as men. We want to be able to, you know, let our freak flag fly and do whatever we want with whomever we want without the fear of consequences or judgment. So I just, you know, bringing it to a close. Um, This wasn't really a freaky episode this week it was more so i just wanted to get that out there um because i have been talking about feminism lately and i started talking about like being a submissive feminist and how it works as a lifestyle and how it works in society so that was just something i wanted to discuss early on trust me the freaky shit will be back next episode so again This has been Kinks with Kiki, and I appreciate it. Again, I am your dope-ass Black girl in this kinky-ass world. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, soon-to-be Tumblr, and of course, SoundCloud, at Kinks with Kiki, that is K-E-K-E. And yeah, so I'll be back next week. Hopefully no shit goes down with some more perverted shit. I had to get a little nonchalant and serious at the same time this week. But yeah, I just wanted to talk about, you know, something that's really important to me, which is being a submissive feminist and So, you know, tune in next week, hopefully. Again, if you have any questions or if you need any advice, you can always email me as well. That is kinkswithkiki at gmail.com. And I look forward to all your nasty, perverse, gross questions or gross stories because I'm gross. So I'm here for it. So, yeah, you know, until next time, my beautiful people, live your best kink. Protect your sexual health, protect your mental health, hydrate because it's about to get hot in these New York streets and it's going to be lit. But until next time, as always, this is your girl Kiki and yeah, that's it. I'm going to go back to my weed now because I'm in a mood, you know, not that type of mood, but I'm in a mood and I just want to chill for the rest of the night. So.